The following presentation is brought to you by South Shore Baptist Church of Metairie, Louisiana, led by Pastor Jamie Jackson. Philippians chapter number one, Philippians chapter number one, we're going to start there tonight and uh, we'll go over to the book of James also and read a verse there, Philippians chapter number one. Man, I've been struggling all day yesterday and today with sinuses, cold, I don't know what it is. I did take my five-hour energy, my BC powder, and drank the bang, so I'm a little lightheaded. If I have a heart attack, just keep on going, all right? <clears throat> It'll be all right. It's all good, amen. I'm going to cure it one way or the other. Just go ahead and have my funeral, all right? We'll just get it over with. It's all good, amen. <laughs> Philippians, cha Philippians chapter number one. Uh, Philippians chapter number 1, and we'll start reading in verse number 21. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I will not. Verse 23, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with joy, all for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God, for unto you is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me and now here to be in me. All right, he said in verse 23, For I'm in a strait between two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Verse 24, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Then in the book of James, chapter number 1, James chapter number 1, he says this in verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. And we'll look at this thought tonight. We're ready for heaven, but we're needed on earth. We're ready for heaven, and we're needed on earth not just to take up space, amen? Not just to warm a pew, amen? But we're needed on earth to get some things accomplished for the cause of Christ. And as we have this last service in 21 and move into 22, I just want to encourage you, hey, let's do something for the cause of Christ, amen? Let's do something. Let's invest in eternity. And uh, I'm excited about the new year, excited about what the Lord's going to do. So let's uh, look at that thought here tonight. Let's have uh, a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, again, dismissed to your classes tonight. Adults will stay right here with me. write down uh, as and you take some notes there if you'd like to do that our theme for this year has been uh, getting the job done in 2021 uh, and certainly we want to accomplish some things for Christ all right uh, several years ago I was looking at some door hangers for uh, the church another church that I was pastoring and on the front of it it said a church that's not all about you and I thought well that's, that's unheard of when, in this day and time. Uh, it said a church that's not all about you, and you turn it over and said, it's about God. And I want to say that's what South Shore Baptist Church is about, right? We're not here to give you self-help, all right? 
the, the bookstores are full of self-help. We're here to glorify the Lord. This is not about one personality. This is not about us patting ourselves on the back. Uh, this is about investing in eternity, and it's all about God. It's all about, when we say God, we mean the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And uh, uh, it, it's about him and getting something accomplished for him. I believe if you look on the world scene that we know the Lord's returning quickly. We see, that we see things aligning. We see things happening up as we look at a biblical view of the world, and we see all the things that are coming into place, and sh surely he's coming back uh, quickly, and we want to get the job done in 2021 we want to get the job done next year too amen we have a different thing for next year i believe you'll be excited about that we introduce it uh coming up sunday but you know in the in the coming year we want to see more people get saved all right well in other words we want to see people trust christ as their personal savior because we believe in a heaven and we believe in a hell and when people die they spend they spend eternity in one of those two places they're going to be there for out, out all eternity. Listen, you die and go to hell, that's where you're at for eternity. There's no getting out. You go to heaven, you were there for eternity. And so the main thing that we want to focus on is, is seeing people trust Christ as their personal Savior. Not putting, their, uh, not putting their faith in their church membership or their good works or their baptism. All of those things are wonderful, but they will not get you to heaven. I happen to think that this church is the best church on planet Earth. I'd be a sorry pastor if I didn't think that, right? But this church can't get you to heaven, but we can point you to the one that can, amen? And so we want to see uh, more people get saved. We want to see more people get baptized, all right? That's just, a, that's just showing what happened on the inside. That's all baptism is. But we want to see that happen, all right? We want to see people grow in the Lord, all right? Every one of us ought to be growing in the Lord, all right? Uh, we, we, want to see, uh, uh, we want to see that van route filled up. All right? We want to see a bus added this year and pick up more kids and bring, uh, bring to church. Uh, we're looking at getting the building out back. We want to see that happen. All right? uh, we want to fill up the auditorium on Sunday morning. All right? And so we want to see some things happen. All right? uh, something that's not growing is dead. Amen? It's dead. Hey, if your child doesn't grow, you say something's wrong. We need to go to the doctor. All right? I had a message. In fact, I was looking through some messages. I was putting my preaching schedule together for the year. There's a message that I preached some years ago. Uh, doctor, is it time to pull the plug? I don't want to be that kind of church. <laughs> I don't want to be that so well, it's no use. Just pull the plug on them. All right? I don't want to be that kind of church. I want to be a growing church. Amen? Uh, always something happening. All right? that's, that's important. And so here as we look at these verses here, uh, Paul says, first of all, he says, I'm going to stretch between two. He said, I have a desire to depart. In other words, I have a desire. I'm ready to go to heaven. And I think we all could say that. We've all talked about that. Uh, I, I want to see the Lord come back. I, I hope that you can say I'm ready for that. And uh, as we think about going to heaven, uh, our longing is for heaven. And, and that shouldn't make us uncomfortable. Like the little kid said, well, I, I, I want to go. But if you're getting a, if you're getting a group together today, I'm, I'm not really ready today, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm ready. I want to go to heaven, all right? Uh, why is it we want to go there? Just by way of introduction, well, uh, heaven will be a pure place. John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Hey, listen. Uh, the setting in heaven will be uh, one of, of, of pure purity. Yeah, there's no, there's, no, uh, there's no drugs in heaven. 
I, I, won't, I won't have a need for five-hour energy in heaven. I won't have that need. Uh, there, there's, no, uh, there's no temptation in heaven. There's, there's no wicked people in heaven, right? Uh, there, there's, no, uh, there's no bad internet. There's no bad movies. <laughs> it's not there, all right? Uh, there, there's, there, there's no Facebook arguments in heaven. <laughs> it's a good place, right? Uh, there, there's, no, uh, uh, there's no beer in heaven. Amen. Yeah? There, there, there's, no, uh, there's no marijuana in heaven, all right? There's nothing, there's nothing there uh, to defile it, all right? Years ago, Ethan and I were doing a Bible club, and we had a third guy on our team, and he, he would give up every day and say, Heaven, there's nothing there to dampen your day. <laughs> I'll never forget that. There's nothing to heaven that will dampen your day, amen? It's a pure place. Hey, you know what? In heaven, the saints will be there, but the saints will be pleasant in heaven. <laughs> you say, the saints aren't always pleasant here? They're not always pleasant here because <laughs> we still deal with the old man, right? We still have bad days, all right? All right, you still come in on, sometimes on Sundays a little grumbly, you know. Uh, the saints will be pleasant in heaven. Psalm 16, 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Believe it or not, we're all going to be right in heaven. See, in our minds, we're always right, aren't we? And the other guy's wrong. Isn't that the way it is now? But in heaven, we're all going to be right, all right? We'll finally get it right one day, right? We're all going to be right. We're all going to behave right. Your spouse will finally behave right. Won't you be glad, right? <laughs> and you'll finally behave right, right? We'll finally we'll behave right. The kids are going to behave right in heaven. We're all going to be right. That's, that's going to be a good day, isn't it? That's going to be a real good day, right? Uh, so the, the saints will be pleasant. Uh, Ecclesi Ecclesiastes chapter 2 for what hath man of all his labor and of the vexation of his heart wherein he hath labored under the sun for all his days are sorrows and his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. That's a sad commentary, isn't it? He says, for all his days are sorrows. I mean, we're just looking for that good day, but really the Bible says all of our days are sorrows. In heaven, the sorrows will all be past. Sorrow will not even be a memory in heaven. We're not going to sit around and go, man, I remember when. Nah, we're not going to do that. Man, that's going to be good. That's why I want to go to heaven. I mean, the, 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 the days will be good. The sorrows will be all past in heaven. You think about the things that mean no more disappointments, no more division, no more death, no more disease, no more divorce. Won't be in heaven. I remember a couple of years ago, I was, uh, it was a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night. And uh, after church, I was taking, there were some young people, and I was taking them home. We was, I, in fact, we were in the other building. And I, I was taking, it was a brother and sister, and I were taking them home. And uh, they were sitting in the, no, the, the sister was sitting beside me, and the brother was in the back, and he leaned forward, and he said this. He said, Pastor, I said, yes. He goes, I hate separation. I said, I'm sorry? He said, I hate separation. I, I called his name. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, you know, separation. Like my mom and dad separated. Well, that broke my heart. That, broke, that ought to break our hearts right there. 
He said, I hate separation. I'm thankful that that young man got saved. And in heaven, he won't have to experience that. There's no separation in heaven. There's none of those things in heaven. I, I, I want to go to heaven because, uh, boy, sorrows are all past. I want to go to heaven because the Savior is there. 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know even in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. He said this in John 14, we read the verse, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. The fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is there and we shall behold him as he is. That ought to be exciting to us. As a Christian, as we walk through this earth, that we ought to say, you know what? There's a better day of coming. There's a brighter day of coming. We're, this isn't the end. Aren't you glad this isn't it? Uh, this isn't like, this is not finality for me. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that one day I'll look upon his countenance I'll listen to his conversation. Uh, in this day and time, I read the word and I hear from him through his word, but realize one day I'll hear him speak. I'll hear him speak. Hey, as John the apostle uh, leaned upon him, how close we will be able to be that, to him. But I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that, that even as I, 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 I'm there in heaven, there's some great men of God and some great women of God that I'll be able to be around. Thankful for that. My question is, for really getting to the message, are you going to heaven? Are you sure you're going to heaven? That's a good question to ask. You need to make sure that you know where you're going uh, when you die. However, we're still here. And however, we still need to serve him in these last of the last days. And I and, uh, just want to give you some things as we're needed on earth and and uh, let, let me give you some things that will help you. First uh, Chronicles 28.10, he said, Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. He said, Be strong and do it. He's talking to Solomon there. David is. And he says, The Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. You realize this? The Lord hath chosen us in these last days uh, to serve him. We all believe as we look on a, 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 the world scene and, and through a biblical view and look at the things that are happening in the world, surely he's coming back soon. Well, he chose us to be in the last of these last days. And he says, the Lord had chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. He says, be strong and do it. You know what? We have a lot of anemic Christians. This isn't the time to be weak. This is the time to be committed. This is the time to sell out. This is the time to, hey, you know, we, we preach uh, Sunday. Uh, yes, there's some things that are not necessarily a sin, but there's some weights in our life. Lay those things aside and serve Him. A hundred years from now, if we're in eternity even, it's not going to matter the car, the house, the clothes, the bank account, the education. None of those things are going to matter. Sell out and do something for the cause of Christ now. He said, be strong uh, and uh, do it. Uh, and David said to Solomon, his son, again, in verse number 20, be strong and of good courage and do it. He said, be strong and of good courage and do it. James 1, we read the verse, but be ye doers of the word. Doers of the word. In other words, we're to put this into action. We're to put this into action. We always say this, we're a Bible-based church. 
Everything that I say, everything that I preach from this pulpit, you ought to hold up the Word of God and check me out by this book. That's the right thing to do, all right? Don't you just believe some man. You believe the Word of God. You need to check it out by the book, all right? And, and you ought to be a doer of the Word, all right? This is relevant for 2022. And we can put this into action uh, next year, all right? He says, but be ye doers of uh, the Word. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 3, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that the Lord may increase, uh, that, that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Uh, Deuteronomy 12, 32, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Deuteronomy chapter 30, But the word is very nigh to thee in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. John 2, 5, His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You know what? I think the Lord just wants us to do it. You say, that sounds like a Nike commercial. They got it from here, I'm sure. <laughs> just do it, all right? You know what? I think sometimes we, we go, well, I just wonder, you know, what does this mean or what does that mean or what about this? You know what? There's a lot of things that I have to pick up the shield of faith on. There's a lot of things that the Lord commands that I don't necessarily always understand. And honestly, there are some things I go, man, I wish that wasn't in there. But you know what? Here's the problem. The things that I do know, just do it. We're over here trying to split hairs and gripe and mumble. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that means that. You know what? I do know this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. I know that. I, I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor. I know I'm supposed to love him. The things that we do know, why don't we just put them into practice? All right? And maybe the Lord would shed some light on the other things, all right? And so here's what I'm saying. You know, I think we just ought to do it. Well, I'll just take the things that we know to do and get uh, the job uh, done. Exodus 36, and Moses called Bezalel and Ohaliab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come into the work to do it. Maybe we ought to ask God, Lord, stir up our hearts. Just stir us up to do it. Man, I tell you what, we ought to stir up our hearts to build up our families, to build up our church family, to see more people saved, to encourage each other. Lord, just stir up our hearts uh, to, to get the job done in 2021. Let me give you just a couple things here in the next few moments. Number one, greatness is in the preparation. Greatness is in the preparation, all right? We ought to prepare, all right? We ought to prepare but we ought to just get out there and do it also, right? Uh, sometimes, we've said this in uh, messages a couple of weeks ago, uh, the planning kind of gets in the way. It's good to plan. I'm fixing to do a whole point on that. It's good to plan, but sometimes we plan and plan and plan and we never put it in action, right? Uh, greatness is in the preparation. Ezra 17, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach it in Israel, statutes and judgment. I'm going to tell you, listen, God has something for you to do. You ought to just start praying about it. Lord, what is it you want me to do? Lay something on my heart. You ought to ponder the matter a little bit and think about it. You ought to put it on paper and, and ask God what you ought to do. All right? By the way, if you don't write it down, you probably won't get it done. It's just something about writing it down. We ought to, we've been trying to encourage you, have you some good godly goals, write them down. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass out uh, one track a day. Write it on a piece of paper. All right? 
Well, I, I'm going to have a prayer life. Write it down. Uh, I'm going to make sure I'm in church. Write it down. All right? Uh, whatever it is, make, have some good godly goals. You know what? We're going to plan for vacation. Nothing wrong with that. All right? If you don't plan, you won't ever go. You'll plan for retirement. If you don't plan, you're going to be working the rest of your life. All right? Why don't we plan to do something for Jesus? Why don't we make a plan uh, to do that? Acts 19, 21, after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. He purposed, all right, he, to go. Our, our goals ought to be specific. <laughs> Write them down. We said, you know, I, I'm going to memorize uh, some verses, all right, that's good, but get specific. What verses are you going to memorize? I hope you're going to start with Hebrews chapter 11, all right? All right, we, as a church, we're trying to memorize Hebrews chapter 11. You say, well, I, I hadn't been doing that. All right, go back and start in verse 1. It's okay. It's all right. You got the rest of your life. Just start learning it today, all right? Somebody say, well, I just can't learn like I used to. Well, that's okay, too. You can learn like you learn now. Amen? Yeah, I guarantee you, you memorize stuff all the time. I guarantee you, all right, you 80s generations, I guarantee you, you still remember the lyrics to some songs. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess, I bet you can go into a grocery store and like, you singing right along with it. You never forgot it. So you can memorize, you can memorize, all right. Uh, our, our goals ought to be specific. 1 Corinthians 14, 8, for the trumpet, give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself uh, to the battle, all right? Uh, uh, be specific with what uh, you're going to do there. Uh, they ought to be, our goals ought to be adaptable, James 4, 15. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. In other words, you know, you may have to, you may have to adjust them a little bit. That's okay. But write them down, all right? Uh, write them down. They ought to be adaptable uh, a little bit. Our goals ought to be inspected. First Kings nineteen nine. He came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What doest thou here, Elijah? You ought to say, Lord, inspect my goals. As I'm going along, how am I doing? Now, you know what? Maybe you ought to get, you ought to get uh, a spouse to help inspect your goals. Maybe you ought to get a brother and sister in church and say, Hey, look, I, I want to I make sure I'm having daily devotions. Would you just on Sunday come to me and ask me how I did? That'll get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Would you just come and say, hey, what's Hebrews 11 whatever, you know? It, it'll help us a little bit to be inspected a little bit, right? Those things will help us. Our, our goals should be uh, inspected. Our, our goals should be needed. 2 Corinthians 9 and 5, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your uh, bounty. In other words, the, he said it was necessary, all right? I believe it's necessary to get the gospel out. I believe there's ever a time to get the gospel out. This is the time. I believe it's necessary for me to encourage you and you to encourage me. And so maybe you ought to write on your goals. I want to encourage the saints. How can I do that? You know how you could do that? You could show up at church. You could send them a text. You could write a letter. You could just encourage them like that. And so that's something that's necessary, all right? That's some. you know what? <clears throat> it's, we talked about vacation, but honestly, that's not a necessity. 
It's not. There's some eternal things that are, necess- uh, that are necessary. And so make sure uh, they're necessary, all right? Uh, very quickly, I'm going to skip ahead here a little bit. Uh, first, so we said greatness is in the preparation. In other words, if you're going to do something, prepare for it, all right? You have to prepare. You know what? If I'm going to witness to somebody, all right, then I ought to know how to witness to somebody. And Sunday nights, we've been kind of going through some of those things with the videos we've been showing. Hey, how can I do that? All right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give out a gospel track a day, I probably have to carry a gospel track on me, don't I? That means before you leave here, you're going to get some gospel tracks. You're going to take them home. In the morning, you're going to get up and go to work or whatever. You're going to put a gospel track in your pocket, right? And so I'm going to prepare to do something for the cause of Christ in 2022. Number two, if I'm going to do anything, I need to remember the, the promises that, that the Lord has for us, right? First Chronicles 28, 20, And David said to Solomon's son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. He said, Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. David said to Solomon, Look, you're going to build the temple. But he said, Look, God's going to be with you. God's going to be with you. Hey, as we come down to the last of the last days before the Lord's about to come back, as we're serving Him, and there's some great things to be done, and certainly it is more difficult than any other time, I want to say to you, God's with us. We're not going to do this thing by ourselves, all right? We're not, we're not out here on our own, all right? Uh, uh, you can stay where God wants you to stay because God will be with you to do that. Sometimes you say, man, I just feel like I need to bail out. I need to jump ship. Maybe God has you where he has you and he wants you to stay right there. You know what? God will give you the strength to do that. God will help you stay there. Uh, you, 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 know, you can go soul winning because God will be with you. So I, I just don't think I could witness to somebody. You know what? God's, God, can, God can be with you. God can help you in that. Uh, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, he says, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. When you're witnessing, God is with you. God's with you. Hey, you ought to remember the promises uh, of the Lord. That'll help you keep going. Because it's kind of like you get on fire for the Lord, you're doing something for the cause of Christ, you're serving Him, and then the end of January... The first of February, it's kind of like that diet. You're kind of through with it. I still want to be serving him at the end of 22. I still want to do something great for the Lord, right? And so to do that, I need to prepare. I need to remember his promises. He's with me, right? Number three, number three, uh, remember this. I, I have the power to do this. It's not my power. It's his power, all right? 1 Peter 4.11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Uh, Amen. Listen, you know what? Uh, We can do this because we have the power of God. We're not trying to do this in our own strength. I'm so thankful for that. As I'm serving the Lord, I don't have to do it in my own strength. I can't preach in my own strength. You can't witness in your own strength. And if we get real honest, we can't do anything in our own strength. I'm going to need him. I'm going to need his help. 
And I'm thankful that we can, we can have uh, that. Uh, when we're saved, we're saved uh, by the Spirit of God, right? Uh, Acts 1.8, uh, But ye shall receive power if the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost part of the earth. You know, Acts 1.8, if you think about that, so we're supposed to be witnesses right here, all right, in our Jerusalem, all right? We're supposed to be witnesses in our state. We're supposed to be witnesses in our nation. In fact, we're supposed to be witnesses around the world. That's a big task. That's kind of staggering, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of like, wow, how, how can I do all that? He said, he said uh, and you shall be witnesses in me both. In other words, all at the same time. Lord, you're asking something big here. You know what? I'm glad that he said, you shall receive power. I can do it in his strength. You know, when he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me, he's not talking about making a touchdown. I know what the football players put right there. He's not talking about making a basket. He's not talking about sports at all. He's talking about doing something for the cause of Christ. All right? And I don't know why... I don't know why we got more football players claiming that verse than Christians. Honestly. I mean, we got more football players that believe that that verse applies to them, and it don't even apply to them, and it, but it really applies to us, and we bail out on God. So I just don't think I could do that. You can't. Go with me to... Uh, let's see. Go into 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Man, I struggled. Early in my life, I felt the Lord calling me to preach. And I put it off, and I put it off, and I put it off. And here's why I put it off. I hate to get in front of people. <laughs> God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? First Corinthians, this is the verse, the verses that the Lord used. First Corinthians uh, chapter one, really the whole verse. I'm gonna go with verse twenty-five. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. I remember sitting on the foot of my bed uh, and, and, and just reading my Bible and just saying, Lord, I do it, but I can't. And he brought me to that passage and he said, you're absolutely right, you can't. But I can in and through you. And you can do something for the cause of Christ if you let God work in and through you. You can do that. So I've never led anybody to Christ. You can. You can with Christ working through you. Hey, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit to help you. If you're saved, you have the, the Savior himself to help you. And then we see number four is this. Remember the reason that we're serving him. Remember the reason we're doing these things. Colossians 3.23, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. You know why we talk about getting another building? You know why we talk about adding a bus? We talk about filling this place up? It's not to pat ourselves on the back. 
We're not here trying to build some kind of empire. We're not here trying to build a kingdom for ourselves. We're doing it for him. Because he's the one we're going to stand before. There's no, there's no big eyes and little U's at South Shore Baptist Church. Amen. It's all level ground at the foot of the cross. And God sets the members and brings us here. And we're just working for him. He's the purpose. He's the one. He, he was crucified for us. He's the one that died for us. He's the one coming back to get us again. Hey, we're doing it for him. That's, that's, that's our reason. That's our reason. We're serving him. We're serving him. The last thing is this very quickly. If you're going to do anything for Christ, we need to prepare. Remember the promises. Remember that we have the power from him. Remember the reason. But how about this? Have a zeal. Have a zeal. Ecclesiastes 9.10. Whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. He said, whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with thy might. Have a zeal. Man, the greatest work on earth is right here. This is it. Working for the Lord. No matter what capacity. I get it. Not everybody's called to preach. I understand that. All right? Not everybody's called to be a Sunday school teacher. I understand that. But what God has you, he puts you in a church, he has something for you to do. You ought to do it with a zeal. Man, you ought to be excited about it, you know? I mean, I mean, get a vision for it. Get a vision for it. I tell the ushers and the, and the greeters, hey, the first people they're going to meet when they come in is them. You know, they ought to have a zeal, you know? Be bad if visitors shows up. I'm like, well, we're glad you're here. Are they glad we're here? You know, you're kind of questioning it, you know. Hey, you got to have a zeal for what you're doing, all right? If you're cutting the grass of the church, have a zeal for it. You're serving the Lord, you know. Get, get a vision for it. You got to get vocal about it. We get vocal about a lot of things, don't we? You know, just coming up Friday is the college football playoffs. I'll be a little vocal about some of those things, you know. Uh, want to be vocal about serving the Lord. This is good. Want to be vigorous about it. Have a zeal. This is, we live in some of the most exciting times. I hear people all the time, well, I just, I, I just wish I'd have lived back then, you know. I could have just walked the cobblestone streets with Jesus. And, well, we didn't, but we're here. And you talk about some of the most exciting times. I mean, surely he's coming quickly. Surely this thing's about over. I mean, all the things, I mean, we used to think, what is the mark of the beast? It's now like, oh, we get it now. <laughs> They're going to be putting a chip. They can already do that. <laughs> I mean, we see all this stuff unfolding. And he placed us here at this time. Wouldn't have a zeal about it. You know, isn't it amazing that God actually trusted us to be here at this time? Realize that God trusted you to place you at this point. Hey, what what to be vigorous about it? What to have that zeal? Yes, I'm ready to have. I'm ready for heaven. I mean, yesterday, honestly, I was so sick. I thought I'm dying. This is it. I won't even be able to preach tomorrow night. I'm going to heaven. This is it. Here I am. I didn't die. All right. Yeah, I, I tried to take the bang and the five-hour energy and the BC powder. I thought that would take me out. All right. <clears throat> friend of mine sent me something he's like turning your bibles to <coughs> i'm out uh, but we're ready to go to heaven 
I'm thankful for what it's going to be in heaven, but he's got us here. Let's just do it. Let's get the job done. Let's serve him. What exciting times. I'm so thankful that the Lord trusts me enough to put me here. I want to encourage you, Christian. Now, we might not make it to 2022. Jesus might come back. But as we get into 2022, let's just serve him. Let's do something great for the cause of Christ. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. We'll have a verse of invitation. Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight to be focused on getting the job done. You've left us here for a purpose, for a reason. Lord, help us to remember that. Help us to serve you more and more in these days to come. Thank you for each and every person that's here. I pray that you'd help the invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Pianist is playing. You come tonight if you need to pray. Need somebody to pray with you. We'd love to do that. Are you saved tonight? Are you going to heaven when you die? Are you serving him? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. I tell you what, let's sing Thank You, Lord, for Saving My Soul. Can we sing that one time? My voice is kind of shaky, so y'all help me out. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you for coming. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Lenny if he closes out in prayer, please.